Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibos. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. Another week of the Amiibos podcast. Hope everybody's doing well out there. We're back for another week. I am your host, Damon. And uh, these are my two... Uh, brothers alongside of me, Jared Man 85, JDZ. How we feeling, fellas? Y'all um, ready to pod? I'm feeling good, you know. Uh, let's get ready. I got to go to the potty. Let's pod. Uh, that was a bad uh, what? pun. Oh, my Jared. God. Jared. Oh, my God. Uh, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. I don't know what Jared was doing. Jared, that was one of the- Jared's on time. I'm about to, I'm about to it mute It was one mic. of those progressive commercials where it was like, can't stop you from being your father. <laughs> Dude, those commercials are hilarious. We're we're not at the stage where we can we have to worry about uh, fifty five is know, just free advertisements, but that progressive commercial is pretty funny. He's like, hey, take a selfie. Of me. Yeah, I you make it look like I'm holding No, no, the, you guys have missed it. the funniest part. Where he says, "Oh, it's a plaque," and they settled on the nineteenth of. <laughs> he starts reading. <laughs> uh, pure comedy. Anyway, how you feeling, Jeremy? Jared's on mute. <laughs> I'm good, man. Good sitting here watching these games, man. You know what? This is probably the best second round of the playoffs I can remember in a while. Like, if you look at the series, anybody can really win any series, which is strange. Um, although not really anybody can win because Golden State and the Celtics and the Raptors and the Blazers are gonna win. But hey, man, anybody could really legitimately win the series, so it's good to watch. Yeah, for sure, man. Some a lot of a lot of great. Uh... A lot of great series lined up for the second round. I'm excited about uh, actually getting into this game right now. Uh, for for the new listeners, if you don't know, we record on Tuesday nights mostly, and we post on Thursday. So right now, the game between uh, game two between the Warriors and and the Rockets are on. So we're looking forward to talking to you guys about that in the next couple of days. But let's going to get right into it. We're not going to start with the with the NBA today. We're going to start with this NFL draft that was just past week this past weekend and. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a lot of surprises. I mean, we all kind of expected Kyler Murray to go one, and they got Josh Rosen Rosen out of there super quick, fast, in a hurry. Um, but the talk of the draft is obviously the Giants uh, going with the sixth pick uh, being Daniel Jones. Uh, let's start with Jeremy. Good pick, bad pick, project. You pass, you pass on Dwayne Haskins. Uh, what do you think about this move from the from the Giants? The Giants right now are probably the worst situation of any franchise in football. Um, they took Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, let's let's just put this in perspective. Daniel Jones in the last two seasons against University of Virginia has two touchdowns and seven interceptions. And that's the University of Virginia. We're talking about NFL competition. You guys took a guy with 52 touchdowns and 29 interceptions in the course of his career. Last year, he averaged 244 yards passing. He had, what did say, it was 22 touchdowns, eight interceptions, a completion percentage of 61. If he was able to duplicate and be just as good in the NFL as he was in college, he probably still wouldn't start because those stats aren't good enough to start in the NFL with your college stats. If you're drafting a guy with the sixth overall pick, he better – not just be a starter. He better be a star in the league. And I'm not even sure that 
Uh, Haskins is going to be a starter or a star. Dwayne Haskins. The Giants messed this entire thing up when they took Saquon Barkley over Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold right now, if you're a New York, New York Giants fan, or if you're the, the team and you offered, hey, I'll give you every pick that we've made in the last two years. Last year with Saquon and this year. If I'm the Jets, I still would not trade it for Sam Darnold. That's how that's how much better Sam Darnold is than everybody else is on their team right now. Um, and Saquon's great. Saquon's going to be a Hall of Famer. But you know what? Doesn't happen. Teams don't win with Hall of Fame running backs with no offensive line and no quarterback. So, uh, outside of maybe Barry Sanders. So, I think it was a terrible pick. Um, the rest of their draft, if you look at going back to last year, they got Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, and uh, Dexter Lawrence, and they traded up and got that. Who's the cornerback that they got? I'm trying to remember. Oh, they got uh, the guy from Georgia. Um, I can't even think of his name right now. So you got that in, in, in with four first-round picks. I'm just going to go back and say, with those same four picks, you could have gotten Sam Darnold. You could have gotten Ed Oliver. You could have gotten Josh Jacobs, and you could have gotten Greedy Williams. Hey, I mean, at the end of the day, the Giants are going to giant. So, you're, so Jeremy, let, let me understand this. So you're saying that you don't agree with the Saquon Barkley choice last no, year? No, not at all. Not at all. So you don't think Dwayne Haskins and Saquon Barkley will be pretty scary in three years for the New York Giants, and they can add on to that? You don't think that would be? I'm, I'm, you don't think they had the pieces in place? I'm not, I'm not arguing that, that Saquon has got a great five-year plan. No, I mean, no. come on, Saquon's a great player, but you can find running backs later in the draft. Like I don't, I would never draft a running back. Not a Saquon Barkley. But you, that's a once. That's but, a once every ten but, year but, type. But would you have, rather have a once in every ten year type quarterback or once in every ten year type running back? Because I'm telling you, Sam Darnold right now will be the whoa, franchise whoa, whoa, quarterback whoa, whoa, whoa. for the next. 15 years going forward. Is Sam Darnold a, a once in every 10 year quarterback? Come on. Yes, he is. Sam Darnold will be a top five quarterback once by in the every end of this year. Th- huh. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hey, first off, Sam Darnold better than, than Patrick Mahomes? No. So is he better than, is he better prospect than Andrew Luck coming out? No. They, those I'm are two good. prospects in the last 10 years. Let's not say what, once in every 10 year. What, what, I, I'm but, not even going. But 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 Andrew Luck. It's been like ten years since Andrew Luck came out. Andrew Luck has been in the league for forever. Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck came out in two thousand twelve or eleven. No, twelve because Cam came out in uh, two thousand eleven. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Would let's say he's a franchise quarterback. Would you rather take a franchise quarterback or a once in every ten year running back? Oh, I, I I'm not telling you I wouldn't. I would because I can tell you right now. But, well, but what I'm telling right you is this: I wouldn't take Saquon over 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 Alvin Kamara right now. Alvin Kamara went third round. Jeremy, stop it. Um, with that being said, first off, Alvin Kamara, I'm not even sure he can stay healthy long enough to actually play the 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 amount of carries that that uh, Saquon is getting right now. Has, has, um, has Alvin Kamara missed a game in his career? No, he hasn't. Yes. Oh, he had a game where he had one carry because they were like, hey, we just need to arrest him. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't remember Kamara, especially being the size. He's not that injury prone to be like. What is he like? Maybe, maybe he looks like he's five eleven. He might be six two, one ninety five. I love Kamara as a player. I told I so let, let's backtrack because I don't want it, I don't want this to come off like I don't like Kamara. I've been watching Kamara since he was in high school at Norcross High School down here in Georgia, ATL. Anyway, I told Jeremy when they they say he's drafted him. I said that was one of the steals of the draft. Jeremy was angry because he wanted a defensive player. I said Jeremy, trust me, they made the right pick. Jeremy was like, no, I can't believe they took him. So I, I love Alvin Kamara. I've been watching him when he was at Bama, then when he went to Tennessee behind Jalen Hurd. But he ain't Saquon Barkley. 
Like Saquon Barkley literally was hitting dudes with spin moves like Barry Sanders. He is one of the best running back prospects I've ever seen. But let me let me let's go back to this pick. Hold on, Jerry. I hate to interrupt you. Breaking news, breaking news. Steph Curry has just walked off the floor with it seems like a wrist injury or a sprained finger or thumb. He just he just went back to the locker room. Uh oh. Um, Steph Steph is injury prone. Yeah. That's my boy. He's from the crib, but come on. Hey, man. as a person, like, come like, on. Here, here's the deal, guys. I hope he gets back as quickly as possible and 100% healthy. But as a person that has the Rockets plus five and a half tonight, I hope that's next game. Um, with that being said. <laughs> All right, well, shout out to Steph. Shout out to Steph. But go ahead, Jerry. Finish your point yeah, about. So, so let's uh, go through the picks. Now. About uh, so, the, this, this so, Jonesing. So, Jonesing. Jonesing, yeah. Daniel Jones. They, they had to love Jones. Uh, they had to love Jones to get him in. No, anyway. He clearly um, had a, a Love Jones. If he saw three, this man, uh, what's his name? Um, the the Gettleman. GM from the Giants, David Gettleman. Gettleman. This man said he watched a random ass ACC game and saw three series. No, it was a senior ball. The senior. So it wasn't even a real no, game. And, and here's, man, and here's the worst part. You should, you he, should he know Gettleman. He's, he's a guy that was the GM of the Panthers when they traded Josh Norman or let him go without getting any compensation back. That was him. Oh, it makes sense. So yeah, you guys, you guys deserve this giant. Yes. So, so here's because this idiot didn't keep Josh Norman. Go ahead, Jared. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. So let, let's go through this, right? Do I think Daniel Jones is a franchise quarterback? No. Do I think he could be a competent starter? Yes, I do. I've seen a lot of Daniel Jones. Um, I randomly watched a lot of Duke football. It seems like they kept coming on during that second. Yeah, I saw him play too. He's not bad. Yeah, he's not a bad quarterback. Okay. But he's not good. Uh, but no, no. Here, here's what I think. I think the Giants made a very strategic move. They are trusting the process. Look, if you have a quarterback in Trevor Lawrence who's coming out in two years and can't come out in two years, what's the best way to solidify your chance of getting Trevor Lawrence a franchise quarterback? You get a guy who can be your backup, who will make you stink for the next two years. You load up on offensive linemen. You load up on defensive players. Then you draft Trevor Lawrence. All of a sudden, you're sure. a Super Bowl team. Like that's the, it's a perfect sure. strategy. Giants, nobody. Somehow you found a way to to put this back into Clemson. No, it's not terms. about Clemson yeah. terms. They're not. They're not planning two years to get Trevor Lawrence. There's no telling I, what's going to happen to Trevor Lawrence in two years. Yes, There's no telling is. that they're going to even be in the in the, first, in first, the lottery to even get no, but you're, Trevor you're, Lawrence this, in the this first pick. NFL's no lottery. So if you're the worst team, you get the number one overall pick. And what's the best way to set I yourself up for that, the number one pick? I understand that, but I'm just saying from a top ten perspective, they're yeah, not, they take the Giants are pick. not going to be that bad because, for the next two years. They're not going to the be thing. that bad. There, there's no way Dave Gellman can keep his job and say, hey, look, I'm going to keep Eli Manning and not draft another quarterback. They had to draft a quarterback. Why what's they the best for way? Because Josh Rosen is good. So what I'm saying that is this. I think the Giants took a very calculated risk. You guys think I'm joking? You think I'm saying I really think they took a calculated risk. I think they looked at it and said, I don't you look at Dwayne Haskins and I think they looked at it and said, best case scenario, he's a uh solid starting quarterback. I don't think anybody sees Dwayne Haskins and says, Hey, this is a life changer franchise quarterback. And you know the worst place to be in any professional sports is mediocre. And I think they looked at it and said, if we take Dwayne Haskins and compare him with Saquon, we might be mediocre. And they looked at Daniel Jones and said, either Daniel Jones is going to pop and we're going to be good, or he's going to bust. And in two years, we have uh, we have Trevor Lawrence, we have Justin Fields, we have a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be coming out that are considered once-in-a-generation prospects. 
So Jared, I don't think it was I don't think it was a coincidence. Jared, 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 Jared. First off, Daniel Jones does not have the potential to even pop. Like Daniel Jones has a weak arm. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He has potential. He's, he's mobile. He's 6'5", 230. He has a solid arm. He can be. He doesn't have a solid arm. He does have a solid arm. I, I, I watched him. Eli doesn't. When does Eli pop? Eli, Eli, like Jimmy, if you take away the two Super Bowls. If you're a Hall of Famer, if, 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 being, if you Jared, take away his Jeremy, two Super don't try Bowls, to say Eli is oh, not oh, going to oh, the Hall no, of Famer. Eli, Eli wasn't a man. And he would have not even been up. started for, the, that, for them to Damon, win the Super Bowl. Damon, Damon, back that up. Pause. Um, if. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really just say if you take away Eli's two Super Bowls? Come on. Well, if you but take Jared, away bro. Drew Brees' Super Bowl, oh, no, 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 I'm talking about what? he's got Trent. He's got Trent Dilfer's Super Bowls. It's not like Eli Manning carries yeah, but he's the, the MVP Bowl. of both of them. He's the he's the Super Bowl. Jared, Jared, no, Jared. So, so he won MVP when they scored 17 points. He won MVP when they scored Jared. 21 points. That's not like. Jeremy, they what? They scored enough points to Jeremy, win. That's because the defense Jeremy, Jeremy, was the game. The game-winning make... drives on both of those. Who was it? Okay, he made great game-winning drives. Why did they only have ten points with a game when when in the game still in reach? Why did they only have? Oh, they're playing only the, the, the eighteen and uh, They're only playing eighteen and Patriots. I mean, I mean, everybody was beating up on them. I mean, like, what are you yeah, talking you mean, about? You mean, you mean the team that was averaging 37, that they got they got held to 14, so somebody on the defense should have gotten an MVP? Is no, that what you're the, the, no, the defense. Jeremy, Eli Manning was, was body slamming defenders and throwing balls off, off his back foot 70 yards. Like, look, at the Jeremy. end of the day, Jeremy, Jeremy Eli, at the end of the day, Eli, Eli, Eli Manning has never been a top 10 receiver in the league. Jeremy, uh, he's been a top 10 quarterback in the league. Jeremy, never been. If, if, all right, last yeah, point, yeah, so I was going to move Jeremy, if you can try to tell me that a quarterback that's going to the Hall of Fame didn't pop, then I, I like I don't know. I don't, we're not saying nobody's expecting that Daniel Jones is going to be Aaron Rodgers. You don't need to be Aaron Rodgers to pop. I, Matt Ryan popped, and I don't and, and I don't think I, Matt Ryan. I think his ceiling, his ceiling is may. I really think his ceiling is what. Uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Case Keenum did in with with Minnesota. That's his ceiling. First off, uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say a guy that hasn't had a snap in the NFL his ceiling is Casey Keenum. I don't think that's I don't think that's fair, Daniel Jones. Do I think he's worth a six round pick? No. Do I think he has a ceiling to be as good as he wants? I mean, hell, what what round did Brady go in? Yeah, but right. Brady had a strong. If I'm not mistaken, he went in the sixth yeah, round. Did. Brady did not have but a strong had, arm he had, coming out. Yeah, he did. He had he had arm talent. Like you guys, you got to look at Dwayne Haskins. People are like over. People are saying, "Oh man, he had all this talent." Look at all the records he broke. He played one year. Drew Brees had the Big Ten passing record for touchdown passes in a season at 39. He threw 50. But Jeremy, you could you could say that, hey, we all we all in agree is that Dwayne Haskins probably should have went in that pick. We all agree with I, that. I don't. But you could you can still say that Dwayne Haskins, I mean, hell. Geno Smith has a strong arm. You can say his ceiling is Geno Smith, just as well as you can say Daniel Jones' ceiling is Casey Keenum. We just don't know yet. Do we? Do we agree that there wasn't a good pick? Yeah, it might be. We'll see. I want to say. Yeah, and I'll nobody say knows thing. whether a pick is good or not until they play. You know who got graded an F? The pick that they said was the worst pick in the draft last year. 
Colts reaching for Darius Leonard, the 36 pick. Yeah, that was some oh. random Bleach Report article. Um, no, no, Jer- no, Jeremy, that was, that was the main, and you got me off, that was the main beat writer for the Indianapolis Star. So when, when people are saying, oh, this pick is a terrible pick, they, and a lot of people said they reached for that pick, he ended up being an all-pro his, 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 his rookie season. So nobody knows whether that pick is going to be good or not. And as Dave Gettleman said in his interview, he said, we'll know in three years or not. He said, everybody everybody has not looked at my track record and seen the, his ability to draft. And one of the things you can't deny, he has drafted extremely well throughout his career. He said, what we'll quarterback see in has he, he has never drafted a quarterback. But okay. because when he, he got to those situations, he got there, Cam was already there. He got to um, to the Bills, Jim Kelly was already there. But if you look at that Panthers team, who drafted Luke Keekley, who they said was a reach at seven, who drafted Star Latula Lane, who drafted. He was projected top 10. Jeremy, they, they consider him a reach after his after his combine. But last thing I'm going to say about that is this we never know how that's going to pan out until we see them play. But nobody, you you saying Dwayne Haskins broke Drew Brees' record. The all time passing record or touchdown record was held by Drew Brees and it was broken by JT Barrett. And JT Barrett isn't in the NFL. So I don't care just because you have receivers all around you if you can throw 50 touchdown passes in a season. I think what it really boils down to is I don't think he's that guy. Well, one last thing I'll say is this. If they took Drew Luck, Drew Luck uh, from Missouri, I would have had probably a little bit more respect for the pick, mainly because Drew Luck's got a strong arm. And Drew Luck has a talent. He's just inconsistent, and people don't know if he can do it. But he's got, like, the, the talent. Like, to me, if to bringing it back to a basketball player, it's like drafting, like, Kyle Singler with the number one pick in the draft. Like, I mean, what's Kyle Singler stealing? Like, like that's what they did. They drafted somebody who had no chance of being – Great. His ceiling is being decent. Yeah, fellas, it's going to be definitely interesting to see what, what pans out with the Giants and Daniel Jones. Uh, obviously, I don't think that Eli's going to be able to hold up for an entire season. Uh, so I, I'm pretty sure that we're going to see Daniel Jones take a couple snaps. So uh, I guess we'll see, man. But, but let's go ahead and uh, get into some NBA. We talked a little bit before about uh, the Rockets and uh, the, the Warriors playing right now. The Warriors have jumped out. But Steph has has a, a little hand injury. Hopefully, it's not so, nothing serious. And also, uh, the Bucks even the series up with the Celtics at one one, and they're taking it back to Boston. So let's start with Jared. Jared, what do you think about the second round matches up matchups, and uh, how do you see it panning out going into the uh, going into the third round? Um, well, I don't feel good right now about this game, um, mainly because uh, James Harden got poked in the eye, and they didn't call a foul, and then he left and went to the locker room, uh, and Steph is back on the court. So. Don't feel good about that right now, but I still feel good about the Rockets' chances. Um, this game is not the game I'm uh, – I, I got money on them covering five and a half, but this is not the game I expect them to to uh, to come out and boat race them or anything to. I think this is a game where they're going to win it. They're going to have to grind it out because I think they did whoa, too much whoa, whining. Whoa. I, I need you to do some um, decoding. Boat race them? Jeremy, boat racing is a very, very prevalent term. Lur- lur- boat racing means to beat a team very badly. That's boat not a problem, sir. I've never heard that in anything. But can you? I've never in my <laughs> life heard of boat racing. That's a high level. That's a that's a high level uh, adjective from you know a guy like uh, Statman eighty five. No, go we, ahead, man. I'm, the, I'm mess with him. I'm gonna try to incorporate we, we that into brought my. brought this out on the podcast when I said the Clemson was gonna boat race Notre Dame, and we had this. What is boat racing? Uh, but I thought you meant they were gonna boat race after they won on Lake. Harlow. No, 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 no. They're definitely gonna be on Lake Kiwi. Um, th- how do you miss that foul call? See, this is the thing, though. I think when I'm looking at the game, 
I think the Rockets are uh, – it's, it's one of those situations where they're not going to get the call. Uh, I think they complain too much. We'll get in that a little bit later. And uh, so they're going to have to battle through this game, and hopefully James Harden comes back. But if I'm looking at the series, I still got the Rockets. Look, look at that. That's crazy. Uh, they, it was a screen. If you guys that, that aren't watching it, it was a screen that was set by uh, by a random backup guy. I can't think of McKinney or whatever on Austin Rivers. But he lifted his elbows up and basically two hands shoved him out of bounds up there at neck area. And of course, no foul call. Um, but with that being said, um, I got the Rockets coming back and winning the series in seven. Um, I got the Bucks winning in six. Um, I think they're going to split and and. Uh, Boston to get it to two two, and I think eventually the game's going to get back to Boston three two, and the Bucks are going to sneak one out late. Um, and then if I'm looking at the other series, I have the Nuggets beating the Blazers. Um, the Nuggets have so much depth, and they, everybody's losing the Nuggets. Look, man, another player from Atlanta that I watched play in high school um, it, it is they they have a shooter uh, and from he was at uh, St. Francis, and now my name my name is slipping my mind, but. He almost had a uh, oh, Malik Beasley. He almost had a 50-40-90 season this year. A uh, great shooter, great athletes, and and you know Will Barton, uh, Jokic is putting up big time stats. I mean, he's been passing the ball and, and being able to score a consistent basis. I think the Nuggets pulled that series out. And then lastly, um, I, I I think the Raptors are going to win the series, but I'm rooting for the 76ers. You know why? Because I'm ready for Kawhi to come to the Lakers. Let's go. Jeremy, what do you think about these uh, NBA matchups in the second round, man? What, what you what what do you see happen? Uh, I said before the series that the Warriors would win in five. Uh, that's all dependent on the Rockets winning game three because if they don't, they're gonna get swept. Uh, I said that the Celtics would win in six, completely intact right now. I think the Bucks winning that game tonight showed me it gave made me even more confident because I know for sure. The Bucks won't be able to shoot like that again. If the Bucks are gonna make twenty three pointers in a game, I go, okay, cool, they can they can win. But without them making twenty three pointers and the Celtics shooting terribly, they're gonna continue to win. I know one thing for sure: road is where the home was where the role players show up, and at home, the Bucks got beaten the game, and the Celtics players didn't really play that great in game two. So I think when you get back to Boston, you're gonna see a lot of those Bucks role players, Brooke Lopez and uh Miritich and uh, you know well not Brogdon Jared keeps bringing up Brogdon like Brogdon is some superstar Brogdon is not like oh he had a 50 40 90 season that's awesome congratulations you know what if you come up with something that you know oh man it's 50 40 90 because he shot two three-pointers a game and he averaged 15 points a game or 15.6 points per game on 11 shots and he never got to the free throw line because he can't put the ball on the ground Michael Brogdon is Danny Green. Stop acting like uh, Malcolm Brogdon is some superstar. Every team left in the East has at least three players better than them. The Raptors have Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, and uh, Kyle Lowry. The 76ers have Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, uh, Jimmy Butler, and uh, Tobias Harris. Um, On his own team, he's not as good as Giannis. He's not as good as Chris Middleton. He's not as good as... uh, What's their point guard's name? I can't even think of his name. Um, and then because you're wrong, and Jeremy, let's let's put this in perspective. You're this this makes your logic even worse when you say, "Oh, well, yeah, he shot ninety percent free throws, but he only shot two a game." You know what that means? That means you got no room for error. You know, what it's a lot easier to do. It's a lot easier to shoot ninety percent on free throws. And I'm 
sitting away from the mic a little bit. Let me get back. Uh, the, 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 it's a lot easier to shoot 90% free throws when you're shooting, you know, 10 a game. Because you know what? You can go – you can have a bad stretch. You have a miss four in a game. You have a couple games you hit a lot of them. If you, you only shoot two free throws a game and you play 82 games, that means you got 164 free throws. You have 164 free throws and shoot 90%. You can't miss but like 13 free throws on the season. So that's extremely difficult to do. Jared, with the, with the Lakers this season, uh, Zubak shot 86.4% free throws. You know why? Because he didn't take very many free throws. If you don't take that many free throws, you can shoot a high percentage. Zubak is not an 86% three-point shooter, free throw shooter. Overall, what I'm telling you is this. Malcolm Brogdon is a very good player. I like him a lot. But he's Danny Green. Like, he's a good, he's a solid defender who can knock down open shots. He's not some superstar. They are going to lose Nobody in six games. Nobody's calling him a superstar, but are we, we going to act like. No, we're not going to okay, bring him up missing like he's, like he's important. No, we're not. Because you're going to say. He's, he's not important? Jerry, you so said. You're the guy who told oh, me, no, 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 no. Wait, let me, did you not just have five minutes? It's my turn. So, Iggy, you, go over you said last year that Iggy was not an excuse for the Warriors. So I don't want to hear anything about Malcolm Brogdon, who's the fourth best player on Jeremy, their team. I don't do want to hear have four all-NBA players? Um, do the do your Warriors. Yes, they do. No, Draymond is not an all-NBA player. Stop. Jeremy, Draymond was an all-NBA player two years ago. At some point. Yeah, he's not an all-NBA so, player. So, 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 Clay Thompson, they have three all-NBA players. Do the Bucks? No, they've got three all-stars. Do the Bucks have two MVPs? No, they don't. So we're not going to give them any excuse on Iggy being out in a series where the teams are already completely stacked. Okay, and okay. Is, so, 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 Mar- Marcus is Mark is Marcus Smart out as well? Yes, he is. Okay, cool. So we're even. Anyway, no, like I was saying, Marcus Smart isn't as good as him. And when we well, make Marcus Smart making more money than him, so he takes up a bigger chunk of the well, salary cap. So therefore, they play with less salary more- cap. Let's go. But they still have two rookies, rookie deals in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So at the end of the day, what we can say is we knew coming into the series, Marcus Smart was out. That was that was established. We knew that. So now we already know that that, that he's out. Let's not act like okay. Well, now so that Brogdon, who was supposed to play, well, no, is in a big hole. Who said Brogdon was supposed to play? Like Brogdon they said, Brogdon was coming back. They said Brogdon was okay, last okay. coming back. So, so, I just so, so, last week on the podcast. Quick question. Yes, they said Brogdon was going to come back, but that, who? They didn't say a specific date he was going to come back on, and he's been out for two months. Who's to say Brogdon's going to come back and be the same player he was that he was playing two months before he came back? He's been out. He's been out he since. May, since he uh, may since not March. be the same player, but you know who he is. He's better than Pat Connaughton. That's what he is. At the end of the day, nobody made these picks thinking, "Oh man, well if Malcolm Brogdon is there, they're going to win, but if he's not, they're going to lose." Listen they're to the podcast. Lose you, you didn't. I don't know if you're on the podcast. Story, story, story. Yes, I, I was on the podcast last week. You're telling me that if my, if you knew Malcolm Brogdon was going to be there, you would not have picked the Bucks to win the series. If I knew Malcolm Brogdon was out for the series, I wouldn't pick the Bucks. Because if you listen to the podcast, I said, I think the X factor in the series is Malcolm Brogdon because of his ability to stretch the floor and play solid defense on Kyrie. Okay, so he's not even he's not even the best point guard defender. He would never defend Kyrie, but okay, cool. Anyway, um, like I was saying, the Celtics are going to win. The Raptors are going to win because Philly has no chance. Uh, Golden State's going to win in five, and you're going to see uh, Damian Lillard show himself to be a top three point guard in the league by beating the, by beating Denver if he could finally get some help because uh, yesterday he didn't get very much. So I know we just talked about <clears throat> most of the series here in the second round, but 
It's it's been a lot of talk. The Rockets are whining. It's, it seems like they like prepared for this second round matchup to where they studied the last game of uh, the series last year and they came up with some like astounding number of missed calls. It was eighty one missed calls oh, in Game Seven, apparently. Eighty eighty one missed calls. I think that's a little. Uh, I think that's exaggerated um, to say the least. But are the Rockets whining too much? And is is that going to get them? Is that going to put them in the way of the ultimate goal of obviously winning the winning the chip? Um, let's let's talk about that. One point each, fellas. Um, and uh, yeah, let's. I, I just want to. Do you think they have a case? Let's let's start with uh, Jeremy this time. No, uh, the Rockets have absolutely no case. The Rockets are the biggest whining group of babies I've ever seen in my life, and I'd be I'll be so glad when they're finally eliminated. I'm so tired of hearing them complain about miss calls. Do the Rockets not understand? That them letting them play is the only reason the Rockets are able to be competitive with the Golden State Warriors. If you really want to start calling ticky tack calls when Steph Curry is coming off screens and you're and you're gonna say, hey, you guys can't get physical with him or you can't get physical with Kevin Durant, you guys really just want to have a jump shooting contest with Steph, Clay, and and KD? Like really, like really, is that what you all want? No, you don't want that. The reason this is competitive is because they let. P.J. Tucker gets physical. You got Clint Capella on the floor. If you can't get physical, what is Clint Capella going to do? Absolutely nothing. What is uh, what is 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 Chris Paul going to be able to do with Steph? He's going to get in foul trouble and be fouled out. At the end of the day, I'm tired of hearing the whining. At the, it, like they they play a stupid form of basketball. I don't care what people say. Oh man, the analytics, three point shot is is king. You got to take forty seven of them a game. No, they play stupid. They miss way too many threes. They don't get. Who's that voiceover? I don't. I, I, it, it was the entire analytics community. They're all nerds. Anyway, I, I saw I saw something with uh, Isaiah Thomas. He was on one of the shows today. I think he was on first take. And Isaiah Thomas said this. And this is exactly what the truth is. He said, look, what analytics leaves out is NBA teams, when it comes to playoff time, prepare for what you like to do. The less predictable you are in what you like to do, the harder it is to cover you. And the Warriors know exactly what the what the Rockets want to do on every single possession. They're either going to try to take a three or they're going to try to get all the way to the rim. So the Warriors don't guard the, half, or don't guard the mid-range shot. They step out on every three. When James Harden's taking threes, they turn their bodies and still contest his shot. James Harden is looking for the foul and not looking to make the shot. He's sticking his legs up on every shot, and he wants the call, and they're not going to give it to him. They're not going to give it to him. So at the end of the day, make your shot, stop whining, and stop fouling. Let's stop falling on every shot like you got hit. Like, like this is the same James Harden that got 14 free throws in the game, and he's complaining about, oh, man, I didn't get the calls. This is the same James Harden that's hooking guys' arms, jumping up in the air, trying to shoot to get the foul call and going to the free throw line. This is the same Rockets team that shot 29 free throws in the game, and acting like they got no calls. Like, at the end of the day, they shot five more free throws than they – or six more free throws than they shoot in the regular season. James Harden shot five more free throws than he shoots on average in the regular season. So, at the end of the day, I don't want to hear these excuses. Just play basketball. If you decide that you want to get into a jump shooting contest with the Warriors with a ticky-tack call penalties, you're going to get beat by 40. Let them call the games the way they have. That's the only reason it's competitive. So, all right. Here, here, here's what I, I, I actually agree <laughs> with Jeremy on this. And not, not from the, the lunacy he said afterwards, but I think they should stop whining. You know what they should do? They should do the exact same thing the Warriors are doing. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry came into the series with hurt ankles. 
if they're not going to stop them from jumping in their landing space, I just slide into Steph Curry's landing space when he shoots. I slide into Clay Thompson's landing space because I'm not going to bring attention to it. You guys that, that, that know us, we play tennis. If you know anything about college tennis and men's college tennis, it's one of the most cheating sports you will find in anywhere. I mean, they literally changed the rule to take out lets and men's college tennis, not women's, just because the men cheat so much. And you know one of the last things I would ever do? If I got cheated on a call, I would never give them another chance to cheat me back. I'm not calling a, I'm not calling a ref over there first. I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my call back before I call a ref. If you don't cheat, you don't hook me on a call, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get you two calls back just to make up for it. Then I'm calling a ref and say, hey, look. We can't seem to, to figure this thing sure, out. It might be kids watching. Yeah, they you could be. Told, but you know what? Them to cheat back. At, the, at the end of the day, that's that's <laughs> what it boils down to is, look, I'm not going to give y'all the advantage of, of okay, now y'all, y'all, the one thing we can't deny, the Golden State is allowed to get away with a lot more than everybody else is. I mean, let, the, let's, the, let's just look at the, the last stop. few years. Look at the last few years. Last year, game one was stolen away from, from the Cleveland Cavaliers. With the nonsense that 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 happened, uh, oh yeah, LeBron can't, uh, you know, oh he he block charge whatever thing. After that happens, we, we can't we can't deny the uh there there's Steph had three other calls in that game in the last two minutes that should have went out against him, and then even on this one they said, oh yeah, it was some calls that went against the the uh, Rockets that Steph should have fouled out with a minute to go, and then he should have fouled he fouled him. With four seconds or seven seconds ago, which would have given the Rockets the ball back down three. Like that, Steph Curry is is oh, no 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 no. It would have put the road, the, it, it, it would have put the Rockets on the free throw line with four okay, so seconds to go. Gordon, with, with oh, four so seconds to go Eric down Gordon three. A, it would have put Eric Gordon on the free throw line, a ninety percent free throw shooter with four seconds to go. Down three, so they would have made they would have made he would have made both free throws. They would have called timeout, pushed the ball up the court, and inbounded on the other side of the court, and probably given it to to Clay Thompson to knock down two free throws. Even if they do, they still get the ball back with three seconds and a chance to hit a three. All I'm telling you is this. <laughs> and and they wouldn't even be up. They wouldn't even be up because Steph Curry wouldn't have hit the three-pointer with a minute and change to go, uh, with, with, with some time to go because. But you can also go back and say and say there, there was three oh. missed, there was three calls that they gave Steph that he should he didn't deserve. That was a clean pick they got on Chris Paul. Right. Behind you, and you said, you said, even if that it was a clean was, pick. That was the only one. You, you, you said even foul, if it was a Yeah, but if, if he didn't foul him, he didn't foul him. At the end of the day, he they had the one where he went where he went straight up, and they called it on uh against on him Harden, and then they had another one where they didn't call until after Eric Gordon jumped up and down, and then they called a foul ten minutes late. So that you can say it's three calls that shouldn't have gone against Steph that did. All I'm gonna tell you is this: it's true. Go, it's go true. to state. Uh, side note, guys. Side note. They do. You go to go to state gets a ton of calls, but uh, Austin Rivers can. Yes, ball. he can. Austin Rivers is good. He's got a lot of heart. He like he can ball ball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think about it. He was the number one prospect coming out of high school. Um, and but I really didn't see right, it like I, that at Duke, and I really I guess he just playing under his dad. Yeah, I mean, but he can ball. He he's a gamer. He's he's he, he can play. I remember people were like oh, yeah. uh, when 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 uh, Doc traded for him, um, and everybody was like, "Oh, he's just doing it because of his son to keep him in the league." And I was like. Um, I don't think that dude needs to be. But that was a great argument then because he wasn't producing at all. He wouldn't even see in the floor. Right. But then his dad restarted his career. He was like, son, come over here. Let me teach you how to play in the NBA. <laughs> his dad was like, hey, here's this reset button. Go ahead and hit it. All right, go ahead. For real. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely a lot going on with the NBA, fellas. A lot to see in this uh, upcoming NFL draft. 
Uh, I'm definitely going to be tuned into both. I'm looking forward to the fall, which is my favorite time of the year for all the – I'm just ready for football, man. Like, you know, in a, in a few weeks, basketball is about to be done. All you're going to see on TV are the Braves. And nobody wants to watch baseball on TV. Um, <clears throat> I don't think anybody would disagree with me nope. with that. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, once again, uh, we, we want to thank all the listeners for tuning in to us for another week. Make sure you share us. Tell your friends about us. Uh, we appreciate all you guys. We're going to be working on some merch. I know I've said that before, but we're going to try to get some shirts, some 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 hats, some some swag, some 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 drips, what the kids call it now. But uh, so we try to get that out there. But any last thoughts, fellas? You guys got anything left for the people? The ball just went out on on uh, Andrew Bogut, and they gave it back to to the Golden State Warriors. As I said that, and as we're looking at James Harden, has a blood vessel popped in his eye, but no foul call. That's what I'm going to leave it out on. Jared, Jared, uh, do you need? Re- Okay, so uh, I'm assuming that they're the only team that ever gets calls missed on them. I'm sh- I'm assuming that Steph Curry's finger probably hurt itself. Anyway, but Jeremy, how- <laughs> it's it should have been a foul. Won't you say yeah they missed it? But because because I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna I didn't even see it. My point is this: Jeremy, it happens every if play. somebody blood if if somebody hits your eye to where it breaks a blood vessel, that's a foul. <laughs> not necessarily. Foul. Not necessarily. Depends on how it happened. On that note, all the <laughs> no, listeners, no, no, no. man, we're, no, no, no. we're, we're, we're no, no. going to guess I'm again. Gonna, I'm going to stay my we case. We appreciate y'all. I'm going to stay my case. Yes, if you're <laughs> shooting and you get hit in your eye, yes. You could foul somebody and get hit in the eye. Like, that happens all the time. It, it happens on a consistent basis. I saw a foul get called on uh, – who was it the other night where a foul got called on somebody and, and they had a no, their nose was bleeding and they had to go back to the back? And they got they got a call foul on them. Um, I can't even remember who it was. Anyway – Cause it's probably it's probably Giannis putting his head down every time he drops to the hoop. Yeah. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, make sure you guys uh, subscribe to us on uh, Instagram, uh, Me Bros underscore Podcast, and we out. <laughs> <laughs>